I V M. Hello, welcome everyone to IVM Likes. I'm Shalanya. No, I'm not. <laughs> I want to do this. I hope she listens to it in Sri Lanka where she is. Um, today on IVM Likes, we have a bunch of people on the on the table. We have Abbas. Say hi. Hi. We have Amit Doshi. Hello. And we have Priyanka. Good morning. Yes. Who's happy? Like she she actually found a Sindhi match today this morning. So we're very happy. That's about. an embarrassing story. We'll keep it for later. Yeah. After the marriage. Um, <laughs> All right, so today we're recommending a podcast, a Facebook page, a book series, and a documentary series. In the second half, we'll talk about books, how we cherish them, and how we like to read them, and what's our favorite memory of books. Let's start with Priyanka. Okay, so this group that I stumbled upon is called uh, TXT Tech Stories on Facebook, and the minute you get onto the page, uh, a certain tech story just goes on, like is on autoplay. So you and if you have an iPhone, you think that okay, someone's you know, or, you know, there's this automated tech story that's going on, right. and uh, sometimes it's about. I mean, usually it's about this oh spooky thing. Pass on this number, Ron. Where are you? There's this. Someone's taking a scary picture of you. Uh, you have to pass this on, and there are things like that. Okay. But something very specifically uh, caught my attention was basically they have this Game of Thrones centric where the characters are talking among themselves. Okay. And then there is Harry Potter's. Oh, so uh, it's thing. like a video with with a text interface. Yeah. Right? Like Looks like, it looks like a bunch of te- like people texting each other. Each yeah. other. Ah, okay, yes. all right. Yeah, that sounds kind of interesting, actually. Yeah. I've seen some fun one of those kinds of things. So it's the story of the book or something like that through the... So it's a hyper that like someone's just made up this thing where right. the characters are talking among themselves and what if they were on an I- uh, a chat? Yeah. Okay, so what would they be saying to each other? And uh, there's this thing, so if I can... Voldemort says to Harry that, okay, I have your heart and I, I, I know what it looks like. And then, um, so Harry Potter is is screenshotting that message and sending it to Ron. And Ron's like, what the f***? Like, run! And then somebody else is intervening. So it's like something's going on on its own and it's just entertaining. And if you have an iPhone, you actually think this chat is like live. Right. So mm. it's funny, but it's... Uh, but if you do realize, like, a lot of Harry Potter's plots would have been, like, undone if there was a phone in that world. Yeah, right? Harry Potter... Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter is a great, fun story to listen to. Yeah. But the second you apply any, any kind logic of critical <laughs> logic to it, <laughs> yeah. it falls That's apart. apart. Yeah. You know, I, did you see J.K. Rowling's tweet that got retweeted, like, a billion times? What is the most annoying question people ever ask you how is Quidditch a sport oh yeah Ooh, okay. because Quidditch is not a sport yeah. it makes no sense right yeah. but, but apparently she keeps getting cornered by people asking her how did you make Quidditch a sport how did you design Quidditch how did you make Quidditch a thing yes and it's so biased the moment you catch a snitch you get 150 yeah. points oh, yeah. like that so, so basically done. the previous 3 hours are pointless yeah. Yeah. the people getting their jaws broken and their hands broken <laughs> by that waffle what yeah. about Snitch. The woofler. Quaffle. 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 It's been a while, man. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I'd recommend. No, uh, wait. The quaffle is, isn't that the soccer style ball? I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. But that's the soccer style ball, right? What is the one that hits people off? That's the, the bludger. Bl- the bludger, yeah. yeah. The bludger. Yeah, the bludger. Yeah. Which makes his hand. Yeah. Clearly, I'm the one yeah. going to be talking about hands. <laughs> 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 so to learn more about the Harry Potter universe, go to this page. This word. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, that was the text message, uh, the text stories group on Facebook. So it's a page you can like, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it also, of course, it leads you to a website where uh, you can actually be a part. You can give your number and your email address, and you'll be a part of a group chat, which I haven't. I'm like too scared to do be a part of that yet. So. But then, uh, what if they start actually revealing your group chats on? 
on that Yeah, what if page. Yeah, I mean I have no idea What's that about So I've just left it at that I'm enjoying the side of the story right. So it's uh, Yeah, that's my recommendation It's a diagonally the, the page Ooh, like the darker it, it goes That's Nocturne Alley <laughs> The darker one Diagon Alley was the nice one Yeah, yeah so From there you go to the Nocturne Oh okay Nice I mean, <laughs> but, oh, shit, what, yes. What's actually really interesting about this I think is that You know It's it's a new form Right I mean like mm. this, is, uh, this kind of storytelling Doesn't happen Without the Proliferation and texting That we're all yeah, seeing yeah. With yeah. each other Right And so yeah. I think That's really cool I don't know if you guys Remember this Like a few years ago There used to be A bunch of images That circulated About people's inboxes uh, So they would do so They would take Fictional characters And they say yeah. like This is their inbox so, yeah. you know, I mean, like Superhero texts Yeah So this is uh, Again you know I mean like same. Similarly This is the kind of thing That just only works Because of where we are Right now So yeah. that's really cool Like you yeah. know New innovative storytelling I remember one of these Was like there's an Avengers group chat And then Thor And Tony yeah. Stark And Captain America Having a conversation Where Tony Stark is like I'm an atheist And Thor is like You know I'm a god right mm. And then uh, Steve Rogers replies back to him Saying but I'm a believer And then Thor is like There you go There you have a believer <laughs> And then Captain America is like But this is my guy And he sends a picture of Christ <laughs> Thor feels left out again <laughs> Next up, we have a podcast suggestion from Abbas. Yeah, so the podcast I'm recommending is called Song Exploder. It is uh, a podcast that's produced by this guy called Rishikesh uh, Hirve, and he was a musician himself. So basically, what they do is every episode, an artist takes a song and uh, takes it apart and puts it back again. It's pretty much like you're sitting in the studio with the artist and they'll actually tell you how they came up with the song they'll isolate the vocals they'll isolate the musical parts they'll tell you how they came up with the lyrics and the idea of the song and it's really an almost like an intimate kind of a feeling that you're right there with the artist every episode they take uh, a song that's either at the top of the charts or is doing really well or they take an independent song and make uh, sure that it, it it people come to know about it and at the end of the episode they actually play the entire song in its entirety mm. so there is no cap on a genre of uh, artist or the style of a song they've done uh, they've done episodes with uh, really big artists like the gorillas with u2 with saint vincent with the killers and they've done smaller episodes also the latest one was uh, the guys who did the stranger things theme they actually talk about how they came up with that so they've done movie soundtracks mm-hmm. they've done a show with uh, johan johansson who did the soundtrack for uh, the movie arrival mm-hmm. and he talks about how he came up with the theme for arrival the bojack horseman theme so it's really it works on two levels because a of course it's a great place to find new music if there's some music you haven't heard you find it on this podcast and the other is when they take really famous songs and you hear it being taken apart and put back together you actually notice small things that you didn't before mm-hmm. so when they play this entire song in its entirety you actually kind of like i remember the killers episode there is this thing where the drummer is after a little drum solo he almost exasperates and there's a sigh of relief which is on the recording and you would have never noticed it if yeah. the drummer doesn't talk about it on the show yeah. so uh, basically every episode it's either if it's a if if it's one artist like for example they did a show with saint vincent mm. so she's talking about her show if it's a band it's usually two or one or two members of the band who talk about the song and it's sometimes even the producer of the album sits in and they talk about it. it's a very well produced uh, 
uh, a podcast each episode is roughly around 15 to 20 minutes long including the song that they play and it's always interesting to see who they're going to uh, get next on the uh, on the podcast okay, so where can one listen to it you can listen to it on the major uh, podcast platforms uh, stitcher pocket casts uh, they have a website they have a very interesting instagram page as well mm-hmm. uh, which uh, they, they w- where they post images like original art based on the song that has been featured on the episode so it's a pretty interesting podcast uh, please listen to it it's called song explorer it's really good i've heard it a bunch of times yeah. I, I, they, they had kanya on it once it yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of a fun episode uh, the youtube episode was great really that you good, mentioned yeah. and uh, rishika sharwe yeah also does one of my favorite podcasts the west which wing. Are the west wing weekly i listen to that mm. one all the time i mean like that's really really good all right. so um, it, it's a really fun show mm. okay next up we have amit uh sure uh okay so i am going to recommend a so the third book of one of my favorite fantasy series is about to come out on tuesday the 14th of november so in preparation of the third book coming out i read the previous two books that mm-hmm. had come out like one two three years ago the one for uh, the other one two three years before that and i kind of forgot what was happening and as i was reading it i just remembered just how awesome the series <laughs> is it's just like such a fun set of uh, it's so much fun to listen to so it's called uh, The Stormlight Archive is the name of the series the first okay. book was The Way of Kings the second book was Words of Radiance and the third book coming out on Tuesday is Oathbringer mm. and uh, it's an epic story it's an epic fantasy mm-hmm. story it's not urban fantasy it's complete secondary world where like you know it's not uh, has no real has no relationship to earth whatsoever okay. well actually that's not Still 100% accurate yeah. but uh, you know because there is a, so the guy who writes this is an, a, is a author named Brandon Sanderson and so yeah. Brandon Sanderson has written I think about 15-20 books right now at this mm. point in time and he sets all of his books in what he calls the Cosmere mm. and the Cosmere is the universe and there's basically this dude who travels from world to world to oh, world okay. to world mm. and one of the worlds is Earth so I guess oh, it's yeah. not exactly that it's not uh, this but I mean like this is a separate world the landscape of this is like completely different it's like uh, there are uh, there are very few animals, uh, insects and crustaceans are the dominant forms of okay. different kinds of uh, wildlife that you see. The magic is really interesting. I mean, like, so one of the really interesting things about Brandon Sanderson and how he writes magic is he writes magic in a really scientific way. Okay. In the sense that magic has its rules and it needs to follow its rules. So unlike he, Harry Potter. Unlike Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, very good point, yes. Uh, so like uh, he actually is putting down, he's actually written out three rules of magic that he considers are essential for magic to be fun, right? Okay. So the first one is an author's ability to solve conflict with magic is directly proportional to how well the reader understands said magic. Okay. So if you explain the magic out, right, that these are the capabilities of the magic, these are the kinds of things it can do, then you can use that, ma- you can use magic to solve really, really difficult problems. But if magic in your world is like, I waved my hand and funny shit happened, hmm. then you cannot use that for conflict resolution. Hmm. So that, and okay. basically that's what makes it interesting versus non-interesting. The other second rule he has is limitations are greater than power. So the idea behind that is that basically conflict, uh, you know, I mean, like uh, you, you, you get conflict, right? If you are not able to do everything mm, you want yeah, to. Yeah. So having overpowered characters is not always yeah. great. I mean, like there are some great books with overpowered characters, but it's generally more fun when your character is struggling to right. achieve his power. Mm. And the third rule that he has is expand on what you already have before you add something new. So there are some great examples of this in his writing, right? So... Uh, 
Brandon Sanderson basically he took over the uh, Wheel of Time series that was written by uh, Robert Jordan. Right. Mm. Uh, he wrote the final three books of it. Now, mm. one of the things in Robert Jordan's uh, books is this idea of uh, gateways. Mm. So gateways are basically travel portals, right? Mm. So I mean, yeah. like you open a gateway and you can uh, travel from one place to the other instantaneously. Brandon Sanderson, in his takeover of the book, he used the gateways in a really interesting way. What he did is he put a cannon, a cannon on the back of one gateway, uh, behind one gateway. Okay. He'd open the gateway gateway into a new area shoot the shoot cannon the cannon, yeah. uh, to, uh, close the gateway then he'd open the gateway into another area shoot the cannon open the area. so oh, he basically okay. turned that thing into a uh, he turned the weapon they had or rather the travel thing they had into like kind of a weapon so right. I, I, I think that's like a really interesting way mm. to look at how to kind of do this but sorry to come back to the stormlight archive instead of talking about right. so all this much <laughs> but he's really he's awesome i mean like you know all of his series are great you should read them yeah. all but uh, coming back to this i'm really looking forward to this because it uh, left off in a really interesting space the world is basically about to face apocalypse okay. and people are trying to save it and uh, quite close to earth right now <laughs> i would say not that far not that far we actually have uh, there are uh, so there's a character called odium which i think is pretty close to a donald trump okay. uh, <laughs> Right. Uh, but um, yeah, so I mean, like, you know, right. the world is close to an apocalypse. Does he have a tower to, to himself? Uh, he has actually, no, Odium is, does not have a tower, but the heroes have a tower. Ooh. So there are a bunch of people with towers. It's, it's, it's. Uh, that will make Tom the hero that um, we need in this world. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really fun, though. I mean, like, the, the book is, like, you know, it's epic. It's got these amazing fight scenes, these amazing right. battle sequences. The magic is extremely imaginative. Uh, it is. Extremely complex in terms of uh, the kind of different... The, the the kind of mythology that's laid out for the world is, is it one of those chosen one hero's journey kind of a book uh, no it's actually one where so it's interesting in this so what it is is so there's this order called the Knights Radiant okay, okay. the Knights Radiant are people who gain powers over time right okay. by interacting with the natural world okay. so as part of the natural world in this world there's something called a spren okay. a spren is basically a personification of a aspect of nature okay okay so people bond with these sprens and when okay. they bond with these sprens they become Knights Radiant Okay. The Knights Radiant was an order like thousands and thousands of years ago, which died out, right. and now is being reformed with the apocalypse coming uh, again. Okay. And uh, so the Sprens are starting to bond people again. They're, thousands of years ago, the Sprens were abandoned by humans and they a lot of them died because of that. So they were extremely pissed off at humans for many, many years. Okay. And now that the apocalypse is coming back again, some of the Spren are starting to bond humans again. Okay. And so the Knight Radiants are forming from that. Okay. That is a extremely specific answer to a question <laughs> yeah. which will make absolutely no sense if you have not read these books. It makes me want to read them. Yeah, book. it makes, I makes hope me so. Yeah. It, 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 these, these are some of the most fun books. I mean, like, mm. uh, after The Wheel of Time, I think this is one of the most fun series okay. I've ever read. Awesome. Okay, uh, last recommendation we have for today is uh, from me. It's called uh, Cooked, a documentary series, a four-part documentary series. I don't know if you'll have already watched it. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, it explores uh, food from the angle of the four Earth elements, right? Like fire, water, air, and earth. Oh, yeah. And uh, basically, what happens through the show is Michael. I, I almost felt like you were summoning Captain Planet. Right there. <laughs> the heart is missing, but the fool, the fool has the heart. <laughs> 
So yeah, so basically Michael Pollan is a food writer. He wrote a book about this first okay. and now we have a series. So the series looks a lot like a Chef's Table where they've done okay. like grandiose shots and like beautiful uh, like like for example bread dough rising from the bread. I love those shots. I just, like, <laughs> I'm a sucker for those shots. It's like the second time you're mentioning it on the show. Yeah? Yeah. Bread <laughs> rising. Dough rising. Yeah. Dough rising has been mentioned once before on an episode. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I remember Okay But uh, So yeah So what you see in the show Is not only just Those aspects of food Which is glorious to the eye And how transformation happens When fire, water mm. Or air Or earth is applied to food In that right. regard But They also trace the history of food you know, it's what what's beautiful about the show is it goes back to the early times of man and gastronomically how we advance as oh, a species, okay. right? For example, about fire, he talks about how mankind was still eating raw flesh mm. until the Homo erectus discovered forest fires and they would scavenge into forest fires to find animals that are dead, but they also mm. cooked, cooked. Mm. so they had tasted better to them. Right. And uh, genealogically, we also saw a decrease in the size of the jaw. Mm. So okay. all that makes sense when we right. talk about how humans cook right. food mm. and everything. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of India in it. Like if you look. At Food, everything yeah. obviously has to cover India. Yeah. Uh, they also go to the Aboriginal areas of Australia. They cover food from Morocco. So all of these, like people, come together because of food, and it's a celebration of that kind of stuff. You know, like mm. a lot of emphasis is on the fact that cook more organic stuff. Uh, mm. One of the principles that they stress on is eat as much as you want. Go home tonight, have an apple pie, have have a burger if you want. But if you make that burger, then only eat the whole thing. Okay. And the thing is, if you make your own food, by the time you finish it, you just want to have a small bite and then not eat the whole thing. <laughs> so they stress a lot on the importance of organic cooking, not mm. like mass production of meat or. Right. Or canned stuff Basically They like avoid all of that Because We as a species Have evolved And we have a love letter To uh, To write to basically food You know Like how they, they If they're raising a pig They'll be like They'll be giving it a nice uh, Tap on the back And saying goodbye to the pig As, a, as an ode <laughs> Not just like as, a, as an insult So it's very interesting to watch the whole non-veg veg debate is right, explored. Right. The the food industry and the FMCG industry, how brutal they are. Also, they are they're focusing on that, but the elements in themselves are very uh, yeah. integral to the whole okay. story. Yeah. So, what he does is basically also tries to inculcate the fact that we have. Uh, a heritage of cooking food, right? Mm. So if we teach our kids and we have learned from our parents, then mm. it's a very important thing, key skill of survival right. that we don't really uh, have in the common day and age. We're so mm. busy all the time. Mm. But uh, they give an example of India in general. Oh. Like Indians are more busier than most people are around the world because we're working two jobs, we're crazy. But still, people find time to cook and have that kind of bonding. So that's the nice little packaging that we have. So it's called Cooked. It's on Netflix. Check it out. How many episodes? Four is episodes. Okay. So four elements. Yeah. Well, I've actually heard of three of them. This is, a, I mean, like off the four recommendations for once, I know three of them. I, I, I've seen the cook documentary. I know the, uh, the podcast, uh, Song Exploder. And well, I had never heard of that. <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm, I, I feel like I'm like, you know, yeah, I feel quite, quite uh, happy with myself right now because uh, normally I don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, go again with the round recommendation. We started with Priyanka. The text stories uh, Facebook group. Abbas. The podcast Song Exploder. Amit. Uh, the book Oathbringer, or rather the full series, The Way of Kings. If you should read the first book first. Awesome. Uh, and <laughs> and, yes, and I recommended uh, Cooked. It's a documentary series on Netflix. Uh, we'll be back in the part two of this podcast after a short break. Okay, welcome back to IVM Likes. Uh, we are here. We're happy to discuss our second topic now. Uh, what we wanted to talk about was uh, our fascination with books. Like everybody mm-hmm. who grows up uh, likes to read books and uh, books play a very integral part again in our lives. Uh, let's start with 
any one of you all who wants to contribute like when was the first time you held a book or you remember reading a book and being very enchanted by it cool i'll start with this uh, so you all remember the child craft books that we used to get as children no okay <laughs> so basically child craft is this series of books which is uh, meant for very young kids from the ages of like 0 to 5 i guess mm. it's a set of 12 books they were very famous i think in the late 80s early 90s every volume of a child craft book deals with a uh, with with a topic so like one book will be um, the universe one will be the human body one mm. will be earth animals so on and so forth and uh, the first book of the volume was stories and poetry so i am eternally thankful to whoever took that decision at child craft that the first book to be introduced to the child mm. should be stories and poetry and not science or a human Anything body else. or whatever yeah. because i remember because you tend to go chronologically with these books my that's the first book that my mother handed to me when mm. i was a baby and i more than the text it was actually the images that stayed with me and these were all your fairy tales your boy who cried wolf uh, uh, jack and the beanstalk and so on and so forth that's my earliest memories of reading stories uh, and once i got so involved with that i just wanted to read anything that came my way because the illustrations were beautiful the book looked beautiful and as kids you have this thing you get obsessed with the book when a when a kid gets obsessed with a book they read it over and over and over again mm-hmm. so that child craft book was my really my first introduction to to reading and to stories in general sadly for me like your mom gave you a nice book too my mom would give me the bible and like this wonderful <laughs> stories in there and it is like if you read the bible there's, there's some, some really epic yeah, shit some, in there yeah but like it depends on how much you want to believe yeah, but uh, it's like the world is oyster in that regard but so we used to go to uh, mount mary and uh-huh. they would have all these nice books for kids and everything mm-hmm. like you know small small like family come together pray you know like like whatever <laughs> and then you we grew up and i remember this one story that really turned my attention towards wanting to read more fiction was a story called that where by men live okay it's about this uh, angel who's dropped down to earth after he refuses to take a woman's life and he sent his bare naked in in the in the wilderness and a man decides to help him out so from there the story starts about how this guy he has to learn three things about humans before going back to heaven okay so and the story was just like mm. so amazing because it allowed me to go away from my regular school work like we had poetry we had other uh, like you know ratta maro lessons basically right. but this this was a story where i really wanted to learn the characters and stories about that and then we had uh, library periods in our, in our right. school where we uh-huh. get like one book per week and i would basically read everybody's books because <laughs> my classmates were dumbasses <laughs> so a lot of arlstein happened then a lot of enid yeah. uh, blyton happened a lot of uh, rk narayan also yeah. happened then so i think i owe a lot to bible studies <laughs> you know what about you priyanka uh, i think uh, I enjoyed reading Hindi a lot actually mm-hmm. uh, because we so uh, we we had this so my dad and his sister they would always pass on books to us and then my cousins we had this race of some sort to read as many books mm. and of course in English there was uh, N Blyton and the Secret 7 we wanted yeah. to finish all the series uh, during our vacations and there was this book club that was formed uh, amongst our cousins so but uh, Hindi was something otherwise that I was very interested in and uh, for me like a textbook story was like I, I don't know if you guys know the Kabuli wala oh, yeah, yeah. and uh, and otherwise the when I switched to CBSE it was uh, Ramayana and Mahabharata which is great because we could just 
every time you did a mistake and of course you have the hindi teacher telling you and not like you know you have google pronunciation today right. that time you had someone yeah. tell you yeah, how yeah, exactly yeah. also the background of the teacher who is from probably up or you know had done her masters from hindi very right. well so uh, for me i mean i i don't know if i could go back to reading hindi now i mean i'm not used to it but uh, even during diwali when we have to read the aarti uh, there are these some things <coughs> linguistically that just stick with you so i think uh, yeah i mean it really it it's really your reading uh, habit and culture when you're brought up like as i mean as kids but there's some great hindi authors in india in general dude like when we had the same textbooks again with hindi stories yeah. we had some like kaboli wala was one of the stories yeah. and bunch of uh, great great stories and uh, we never really explored that because we grew up with like i i used to read this words. hindi magazine that used to come it was called lotport Okay. Yeah, I've heard, heard about this. Yeah, heard about this. Yeah. So, Lotport had its own characters. Okay, there was this. Basically, they were riffing on Laurel and Hardy by having these two characters called Moto and Patlu. <laughs> okay, and now I recently was going through. Uh, Nick, I was flipping through channels on TV, and there was a Nickelodeon promo that came. Yeah. Apparently, now Nickelodeon has bought those characters and Moto they make Patlou, animations okay. with them. Yeah. So I was very surprised because that's uh, from Lotport to Nickelodeon. Moto and Patlu <laughs> had a pretty, <laughs> a pretty good. ஸ்டாண்டர்ட்ஸ்டாண்டர்ட்ஸ்டாண்டர்ட்ஸ்டாண்டர்ட்ஸ்டாண்டர்ட்ஸ்டாண்டர்ட்ஸ்டாண்ட
see already this animosity uh, i think th- because for me books are something that i can i can smell i can exchange with someone else that's for, for nonsense <laughs> but kindle what do you do with that that is stuff and nonsense <laughs> yeah so like a book is nothing but a collection of words put yeah. together okay. that tell a story now the form doesn't matter the fact that you are consuming the content itself is what matters but through a tablet i mean it just takes away so much for me I, Why? personally i i feel okay, so flipping a page is so much abbas is a fellow fantasy reader right are you not tired of your wrists hurting after reading those 800000 <laughs> page books constantly I am not actually I actually prefer holding a oh, fact book in this yes. seriously nice seriously I am I am I seriously the oldest person on this panel <laughs> That on is, the podcast, is, yes. yes. This, this is making no sense to me. <laughs> I, like, uh, but, the, but I get. I mean, I get why people would prefer a Kindle dude, because uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, but it's not just the form itself. The inventory. I mean, like, dude, go to crossword and half the books you want, they don't have. Hmm. That was a constant yeah. problem. I yeah. mean, fountain, huh? You go to Flora Fountain. <laughs> yeah, everything. That, I, that, that's exactly it. I want to spend like half my life looking for books instead of finding the books I know that I want to read and just get them on my damn machine, hmm. right? And they're cheaper. When and you they're find cheaper, them. Yeah. and they're and you can uh, and they won't rip. They will stay no matter what. I can go back and read the same book four years later. I like to me just uh, and listen. We're uh, you guys are podcast producers. <laughs> we're on demand radio. Those are on demand books. Yeah. So, but then there's still a. A certain luxury to it I feel like this Holding a book Or having a bookshelf In your house uh-huh. It's just like it's Yeah enchanting. having a bookshelf In my house Basically You know what happened I, I had a bookshelf In my house Okay, okay. I'll show you guys uh, If you if you check my Instagram The first two pictures I put on Were me getting rid Of my book collection Okay I had literally In my house I had over a thousand books I got rid of them All of my chronic coughs Went away Because there was so much goddamn dust Because of those books Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you mine? Are you a convert, Naveen? No, not yet. I, listen, I, 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 I get diagnosed with chronic cough. I'll, <laughs> I'll attest to that because I also had like a big, beautiful bookshelf and it got a termite attack. Which, oh, yeah, and they ate that. the books, they ate the bookshelf. Yeah. And all I was left with was like basically dust. So I was like, that was like now I get even more why people would prefer digital books. So I think I'm totally fine with digital books. Like if someone's one, reading. One, one, one more thing. You don't need the actual Kindle with you to read it, right? I mean, like just one other point of this. Yeah. Uh, I'm sitting outside somebody's office, hmm. okay? Uh, and this happens to me all the time. You go to a meeting and like, you know, you're waiting for 20 minutes before you need to get into right. a meeting. Read the book. You can continue your book on your phone hmm. for twenty minutes. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that argument can hold for a physical book as well. You well, put so a you book. You have to carry mark. the book with you, no? Yeah. So you got to carry the book with you, no? Which is fine. You're carrying your phone with you everywhere. You're not carrying a book with you everywhere. Which looks I, smart, also. No, I think. but if you are, oh, actually, because see, it's, it's been a year of the demonetization, and right. uh, last year around this time, I was standing in line outside the outside the bank, right. and I knew it was going to be a big right. Uh, Effort of standing yeah. So it's seven years day, Yeah seven years Seven hours I stood outside the line And only thing I had Was a book with me So I was like Basically reading the book And what that indicated To the other people In the line Was that I'm a smart guy <laughs> So all these aunties Came to me with slips And I helped them out I felt nice at the end of the day Is what I'm saying The so approval of strangers yeah. That's why you need To carry physical books So I think yeah, Even even local trains If I'm reading a book People look at me differently I'm like okay There's a certain Elegance to it I feel Sure When you're showing off <laughs> No but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure books have sentimental value. Would you give in to that? Like, if you know, for the books no. that have, no, have come to I got you, rid of, I got rid of all of them. Why would I? Dude, it's just text. Listen, it's just I can't uh, they, get they, rid there's of no books. magic to this. That was there's given no, to me by no someone. Sp- I don't know. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah. Gifts. I mean, it's not about it's not about the you're, you're right. I, I do I do have some books which are given to me with gifts, which have inscriptions from people. I have some of those books left. I didn't get rid of those, right? I I, I get that kind of this, right? But on its own, it's just. It's just media. I mean, like at the end of it, it's just a form of media. I mean, like the message is in the content that's coming through. What does it matter? What is the form of media you consume it on? The carrier, I think, will obviously be. A, <laughs> this is a never-ending debate. So it's, we'll it's the same staircase versus an escalator debate. Oh, it's people, will, people will take <laughs> whichever they want. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think you're wrong. I think I'm right. <laughs> okay, do you so, think, do you think physical books will ever be extinct? No, uh, never. Well, I don't, I don't think no, so. I mean, like, think about it from an environmental perspective, right? I mean, like, paper is, you're destroying wood when you're creating yeah. paper. Now, I mean, like, granted that a lot of paper comes from trees which are specifically created to make paper. Right. But still, there is better use for wood than that, right? There's a better use for this kind of stuff. I mean, like, I think that... Uh, as we get to a more digital world and mm. we get to more renewable energy, I mean, mm. I'm sorry, this might be getting a little to this, but as we get to more renewable energy in the world, uh, electric grid mix, right? At that point in time, it just makes more sense for books to be digital, uh, to be delivered as ones and zeros rather than as physical things, which you actually have to cut down trees, pulp paper. And again, I mean, like if you've ever been near a paper mill, man, mm. that thing stinks. Yeah. Those are not pleasant smells. You know, so I mean, like you can't really, you're killing areas of places where people can live. You know, it's just why, do you need that when you don't if you need it right when there was when, when when that was the way to disseminate the information absolutely it was valuable to do that but today we have other options right why why should we and also people the amount of books that people are reading the number of books are increasing dramatically but mm. the amount of paperback uh, the paper sales are shrinking because people are moving to the kindle it, that that mm. is an inevitable march forward i can't believe that i'm sitting with a bunch of 20 year olds <laughs> and all of you guys are saying that this is the uh, man Wow. We still have 20 more years to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) But if it just puts out to our listeners as well, what do you prefer? Yeah, and please give the right answer. (laughs) Which is books. Uh, (laughs) Uh, So yeah, but before we uh, close this discussion, what is the fondest memory of a book that was given to you as a gift or as a farewell, whatever, going away kind of thing? Has anybody ever gifted you, Priyanka? So basically I got uh, The White Tiger. Okay, okay, I don't believe I'm saying this here, but uh, I got The White Tiger from this guy in office where I used to work previously and because um, I was aspiring aspiring to go to Bangalore at that point of time. And uh, he just, uh, he turned out to be a secret admirer of some sort okay. I mean I don't remember this book for the right reasons of course it turned out to be a great book and I love the book but, remember it. it's a great least, book won the man book uh, I don't yes. remember no I, I don't want to remember why it got to me but uh, so this guy who was a secret admirer I got I got the book on Valentine's Day and I'm like I'm not interested in this guy I'll finish the book in like the next 24 hours yeah. but that's how I remember I have a white tiger story too man for example uh, another admirer of mine from Chennai sent me Life of Pi huh. to oh. me I didn't even ask for him he just like he sent it to me and I'm like thanks and then uh, the next day I finished reading the book in two days and I took it to college to show it off because it was a hard cover with like a right. proper embossing and the tiger's face and everything so a guy wanted to exchange the book so I basically gave him my life of pie and got his white tiger to this day we haven't returned the books to each other back <laughs> is still his white tiger is still lying with me and I want to give it back I want my hard cover back borrowed books are gone books yeah, yeah. Adish yeah. Rani f*** you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so for me a fond memory I'd say that uh, yeah just like uh, Amit here I was also into comic books but I was reading the kind of stuff that was would be considered 
kiddish or you know not very mature so a friend of mine called Meryl uh, gifted me uh, the dark knight returns by frank miller when i was mm-hmm. i think 16 or 17 years old uh, and that kind of really got me into uh, reading more serious kind of graphic novel the, the word graphic novel was still new mm-hmm. back then so i was like this is like a story that has a beginning middle and an end and it's catharsis and the the character actually goes through really uh, so intense so i have the term right back it did Oh, Luckily, nice. it did, yes. <laughs> so the termite attack, just on on a, on a different note, they <laughs> ate all the new books. They left the older <laughs> books as they were. Yeah, they prefer password. <laughs> yeah, the newer books which I had bought like a few weeks ago were all gone. The older books stood. Man, they stood ate the through attack. the entire thing. It's like one of those they uh, Aladdin episodes where they have like those demons eating everything. I know. Yeah. It's just. Uh, I was given a gift of uh, Calvin Hobbes collection, which I oh, kind of uh, still value because mm. uh, it's fun, right? Every so often, just break those out and spend like twenty minutes, like looking at Calvin and Hobbes and yeah. like you know reading their funny stuff. And so I mean, like there's a Garfield handbook as well, a small one. Okay, it's like gags of Garfield. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and they have themes like with the Mondays, yeah. lasagna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, my my first office where I worked, and uh, this was after like, I left engineering to become a writer, mm. and they realized how much I loved writing and uh, we had a boss who was almost Hitlerish and we were all trying to like get away from that company but so the boss uh, was not that my favorite either he was just like not there so they gave me a book called Look Who's Back okay. which is about Hitler coming back to the modern day <laughs> so it was a nice inside joke that they were playing and uh, it also got Dude, me there's also a Netflix film with the same yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, based, based on that oh, yeah. okay. basically Hitler wakes up in the modern time and age and he's like this basically lost consciousness in 1945 and woken up now <laughs> so and then he's like he's, he becomes a reality TV star okay. becomes a famous sounds comedian. familiar <laughs> yeah. that sounds like fun actually <laughs> yeah so that's and it's a fun book check yeah. it out look who's back yeah. it's from German it's been translated to English now. speaking okay. of writing I also actually once got uh, Stephen King's on writing as a gift oh. and that was again something that I've kind of gone back to over and over again mm-hmm. it's kind of really well put it's together on Kindle is it I'm yeah. pretty sure it must it be. Is, okay. It is. It better be on Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure it must be. Obviously, like what? Yeah. Cool. So on that note, let's wind up the discussion. Yeah. Uh, books are awesome in any form. You prefer? Uh, prefer uh, no, uh, Kindle uh, better. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and let us know what you think. What is your favorite memory related to a book? And do you still read books? How do you read books? How do you consume them? Let us know via IVM Likes. You can find us online at IVM Podcast. I'm Navin Narona. Abbas Moment. Priyanka. I'm Amit. And we're signing off. Thank you.